We could be like the real news where they have like iPads. Yeah, we should do that. Well, we got this. We can get the iPad, pay for phone. Ooh, you know, we can have like the ta- the table is like the screen. Yeah, let's get one of those. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 94 of The Real Word. Word is up. Here we go. We've got a couple of good rackets. Um, we are wearing different outfits today. We're wearing though, different just outfits, just to make to that clear. make it clear, yes. We were, or I was I actually. I did wear the same two outfit. Two different black shirts. I usually call myself out on it, but somebody else decided to call me out on the fact that I you wore the same thing wore two weeks the in a same row. thing two weeks in a row. But it was indeed two different weeks we're doing this show now on tuesday and releasing on the same day because we find that tuesday's typically been the day where you get more most of your news sources from your sources right so like (laughs) my point about that is we're always doing this on different week we're not just you know like because we're always talking about a trending topic so like you know oh so what you think that he's accusing us of videoing two on the same day that's what well, he was accusing us no, of? No, no, it was more I the same clothes. I think he was just making fun of this us. This is a comment I'm wearing different earrings. Episode. I feel like this podcast is going to cost me who a is, lot of money. Who is the comment from? Because we like you. We appreciate the comment. Oh, no, actually. I love it. I love when people call me out. It's so fun. All right, let's get into the racket so people don't get super bored here. Nope. Racket yep. number one. If you're new to the show, our phrase racket is basically like, is this bullshit or not? Is this a racket, right? So racket number one, more consumers are going direct to the listing agent, essentially cutting out the buyer agent when they buy a home. This is an article from Brad Inman. There's a lot in this article. There is a lot of, there is a lot in there. It actually says- It touches on MLS, it touches on pocket listings, it touches on- It touches on everything, but kind of says nothing that we don't already know. Right, absolutely. And so what caught my eye was that line. More consumers go directly to the listing agent to buy a home Mm -hmm. in theory in theory i believe that like i haven't really actually seen that though on our level i think it depends on we carry a lot of listings i think it's a i really think it depends on price point though too i think you see it a lot in the higher end than you do in yeah but that's always kind of been the case in my experience yeah i can't say that i'm getting a tremendous amount of well more i have a deal right now that they came right to me right and then we bought and and then they and then now we're selling their house so your chances increase with the amount of listings we have but what i'm saying is (laughs) brad didn't uh refer to a specific statistic to back that up and that's where i this article is lacking a little bit for me, Brad, in the sense that I would have loved a stat behind that line. More consumers go okay. directly to the listing agent to buy a home. Right. If that was backed up by, you know, up 10% from 2018, right. I would have been like, ooh, there's something there. Because intuitively, I just believe that statement with tech and with the way things are trending. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do believe in that. So I've always said, be listing heavy, like go control the inventory. Mm-hmm. If you're focusing in on being a buyer agent specialist, mm-hmm. you're going to lose long term. I believe all those things, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I would have loved to have sat there. Mm-hmm. But this article goes through 
the five like big problems right now in our industry because he really gets into pocket listings, MLSs, yep. mm -hmm. NAR, yep. dual agency, and how a buyer agent gets paid. Like these are the big, huge buzzwords I mean, he, all in one article. He did it. I mean, he touched on he touched on all of it. So the pocket listing thing. I don't know if you Nicole heard last week. I like did. there was the MLS mm -hmm. that uh, really reinforced their pocket listing. They're coming right. soon. They're rules. coming soon. Yes. You know, C Compass is within twenty four hours. I think of you posted something on any social media platform. The MLS wants you putting it on on the MLS. Mm -hmm. And so like Compass has been pretty strategic about how they've been doing their coming soon listings, which theoretically I haven't seen numbers behind it theoretically is getting them more leads right, right. And more people to come direct to them right. on these off-market listings because you can't find it anywhere else it's not on the MLS so it's not on Zillow so it's not on all of these other places mm -hmm. right now there's a couple different arguments on the pocket listing thing one is that it's not fair right like the boards and the MLS is not fair to all the other agents which right. is why they're they want people to put it on the MLS mm -hmm. right away right but I've, I've seen a lot of comments in uh, people's, you know, Facebook posts or whatever in the comment sections that say, well, what are, are we ever going to talk about what's right for the seller? Like, what right. if the seller wants that now that there's another layer to that? It's like, OK, well, that seller wants that they should go do that. But if you're signed up to be a member of that board and they have rules, you can't now work with that seller, basically, because you have to follow the rules. Right that you've signed up to play right. in, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. there's so many different ways to look at that argument. Yeah. Um, ultimately, it's my belief that every agent that is gonna take a client should do what's right for their client in the guidelines that they can play in, right? So like if your client wants something that's the right thing for their property, you should do everything you can in your ability and then be honest mm -hmm. with the seller like, hey, I, I just can't work with you because what, we need to do here i can't do i'm handicapped by my border or by my by my mls right right well we'll see if it if it actually um happens well it, it is happening <laughs> in some mls's and, well, and so like i mean i mean brad talks about uh nar now yep. kind of getting he he writes nar stumbles into the mess right mm -hmm. So NAR is considering a controversial proposal to shore up the MLS against coming soon listings. And here's a summary. Within 24 hours of advertising a listing to the public, the listing broker must submit the listing to the MLS for cooperation with fellow MLS participants. Advertising a listing to the public includes but is not limited to flyers, yard signs, digital marketing, portals, brokerage, IDX, blah, 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 blah. All right. Uh, Brad's saying it's bold, but it won't pass, and that's basically coming from other people, right? Mm -hmm. There's an East Coast broker, one big. One big East Coast broker. East Coast broker has already threatened to sue NAR if the proposal gets passed. That's interesting, right? And so he's talking about, I mean, listen, we're talking about lawsuits and the MLS yeah, and NAR. And, and there's when you start talking about dual agency, when you start talking about what this sets up, mm -hmm. pocket listings or a coming <clears throat> soon listing, it sets up the opportunity for more dual agency. Three of the biggest lawsuits uh, against brokerages, one against Ryan Serhant this year, one against Houlihan Lawrence, and one against Mauricio from the agency mm -hmm. who's on the, uh, what is that, the, the show there, the Beverly Hills Housewives show. I was watch. just in Beverly Hills. Do you watch that? No, but I he's he's in the show. My mm -hmm. wife watches that. Yeah. And so those are th the, the big lawsuits against a broker or an agent always kind of fall 
it seems, into that dual agency uh, area. Well, there's lots of drama around it right now. I mean, and again, he mentions it again in here. There's a lot. There's a lot to chew on in here. I, I mean, I believe if you're going to actually make the MLS, this is going to be a super bold statement. But if the MLS, because to Brad's point, he makes a good point towards the end here that the MLS is not a perfect system. He's there's not so many papers. He, yeah, there's a lot of them. He, so yeah. he's not defending the 600 plus uh, MLSs. He's saying there's a lot of flaws, and I would agree. For the MLS to work perfectly, mm-hmm. I don't think anything's perfect, but to be close to perfect, there's yep. one rule they could live and die by. You either make dual agency completely illegal or you make it completely the way business is done. Right. Hmm. Right? Like you go one or the other all in because doing both, doing a little bit of both in some states, not in other states – that opens up all of these gray areas, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of layers to it. I get it. But if you went bold one way or another, that really gets away rid of a lot of this stuff. I guess <coughs> it's interesting. What do you think of the pot? Because the, there's a lot in here. What do you there's think of just the coming soon pocket listing stuff? So many. And the MLS is getting involved in that. Well, what's interesting, well, our MLS allows us to do coming soon listings. It, it, yeah, but it's pretty constricting. It's very, I mean, you can't show it. That's for sure. You can't like, even show it. You can't show it. You're you're not allowed to show the property if it's in the coming soon program. Building a lead list. Okay. <clears throat> um, so I really do like coming soons. I built a business off of coming soon. Um, so again, it's it's all very, it's very interesting. Encompasses you know, some would argue building a business right now off of coming soon. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting because I don't even really know like what I can and can't do, to be honest. Like that's how well, when like, you, shaky it all is. You got, you, there's even just going on like your Instagram story. Like if you, like according to like what they're trying to push here is if you are there with your photographer while you're getting photos and posting that, that's well, Jason, considered sort of a coming soon. I think I saw this somewhere. Jason... Cassidy asked a question online twice uh, twice in a row. We've talked about Jason San Diego. Yeah. Big shout out to Jason Compass Agent. Go follow him on Instagram. Uh, anyways, saw on, on social somewhere he posted, "Hey, is your board making you post like on every Instagram story, every Instagram timeline post your uh, license number? Because in California they have to put their license number on advertising. Really? So like if he's like doing a huh. photo of like say like you know you're at the property when the photos are getting taken, What's and you're one showing way the photographer. To memorize your license number. So somebody in the comments <laughs> said, "Hey, uh, create it as your like hashtag." And and so that somebody else commented, "Yes, doing the hashtag is acceptable." So a lot of them are hashtagging their license. Their number. license number. This is getting ridiculous. Where the the hashtagging the license number now puts you in compliance with your board or your MLS because you need your your license number on a damn Instagram story of the photographer behind the scenes photo of the photo shoot that could be potentially coming soon, but maybe, maybe but not. But maybe not. Like all of it's getting a little bit out of control. Hmm. Brad's article does a great job of highlighting everything that could be wrong in real estate today, mm-hmm. but there's still a lot that needs to be pl- played out and there's a lot of meat that's behind this that's yes. not in this article. Right, yes. So, but what's a racket? What do you think's a racket? With you got to pick. Uh, if it's a racket, coming soon's racket coming, or not? Oh, I don't think coming soon's is a racket. No, no. got to be got to follow the rules. All right, racket number two, Nickelodeon Universe, it's the happening. American Dream Mall is happening. It's the largest indoor theme park in North 
America, and it's in New Jersey. Well, and it should be. I mean, gosh, how how long how, we up here in the Northeast could really only enjoy the outdoors for what? Maybe four months. Five. I'll give it five. I vote. You know, I think five. I mean, We've right? A great fall. A great fall, but you're Over still now. having to put on like a. You're not going in a water park now, no. so. Um, I mean, it's it makes the most sense, right? Three, it's like heated pools. Like you have to have a heated pool yeah. in the Northeast, or else you're literally getting only sixty days, use it eight, eight yeah. weeks. Anyways, three million square feet. What I want to know is it a, is it a racket to think three million square feet, the largest indoor theme park in North America? Forty five percent of it, by the way, is retail store. So fifty five percent entertainment, forty five percent retail. Is it a racket to think that three million square feet of real estate, mm-hmm. this mall's been planned since 2003, Yeah, can it survive in a world where malls and retail do not look like they have a long shelf life overall at scale? I think it's the only way for a mall to survive. Um, I think we're seeing it a lot too in like even locally here like furniture stores are now having attractions where you're having to walk through the furniture store to then get to the attraction. It's the only way that people are now going to shop. I, I Like it has to be there has to be something else at these malls besides just clothing stores because you could do that online. Same thing with furniture. I mean you could buy all sorts of stuff on Wayfair. So to have an additional attraction at malls or just to make your shopping experience like next level this is 100% the way. I mean, you're seeing even just like Dave and Buster's opening up now mm-hmm. at malls. You're seeing movie theaters. Um, there needs to be an additional attraction at each mall or else they're just going to start. There's just going to be 3 million square feet of empty building soon if Well, it was empty since, not. since 2003. But uh, I agree with you. This is not a racket. Certainly to your point earlier, being in the Northeast, knowing we, that, yeah. that you have seven months of good or bad weather and five months of good weather. The tickets here are, are 49 bucks. Yeah, they're not bad. Uh, I saw up to 50. 39 bucks. General ticket 50. is priced at 39.99. <clears throat> so you get in there, you have a good day, you get out of the snow. Like the bad weather is coming. We're about to have that stretch of seven months. So this is opening at the perfect time. Perfect time. time. Uh, the Triple Five Group, which is a private company, and they've developed mega malls like the Mall of America yeah. and the West Edmonton Mall in Canada. So they have the experience at a large scale pro- uh, project. Yeah. And it's in Jersey. It keeps usually Jersey. It's got a lot of people in it. Yeah. But it's just great for like getting out of Jersey and going somewhere else. Right. You know, this keeps people in Jersey, in East in Rutherford, and it, right and next it's to actually, the Giants. And it's bringing lots of people to Jersey, too. Mm-hmm. So it will. Um, I think it's brilliant i'm sh- i'm sure sh- certain you're certain i'm certain i was We're gonna certain. say sure but then i went to certain, certain. i am certain that the white people are going to be the Ooh, white the white family the white family will definitely people, not this year though because i feel like it's maybe a little too crowded it would be a little too crowded this year but i'm gonna go i'm gonna take stuff we would do it i mean look it's like spongebob yeah. it's all the it's all the, the this ho- is heavy the, hitters and they have slime too oh lord yeah a little slime, uh, slime stage. Are you All doing right. it? Are you gonna go this year? Uh, Ooh, I'm gonna we go. We should do that. We should do that. We should do that as a vlog. Not this year. I want to go year two when yeah. it's there's good restaurants. I saw another. Although the only the benefit about house. going right now is that it's really clean. Mm. It would be really, really clean. It's gonna this be year. dirty next year. Well, I mean, all those kids and it's the winter, so you're talking about like snots. Hmm. Yeah. Is it as dirty as your last week's shirt on the real one? <laughs> no? It all was right. washed before I wore it again.
All right, let's get into. This is not a racket. It's brilliant. That I'm is not a racket. To see how it all. Let's get into out. the marketeer <clears throat> of the week. So this is how you know this is a non-biased show, people. Okay, <laughs> we treat everybody fairly. When there's something great to talk about, we talk about it. When there's something maybe controversial, we'll talk about that. When somebody's not doing something that great, we'll talk about that too. And this week, our marketeer of the week. Is Compass. Compass. We love you, Compass. See that? We're we're <laughs> we're showing you the love this week because you guys deserve it. And uh, let me just bring up the article. It's it's an Inman article. We'll link it up. We always link up all these articles. Compass launches a bridge loan program. I think I heard about this before they actually announced What's it. I sent you the video. Um, you sent me the video. I love her. I follow She's her. She's great. I'm, why am I? I'm totally blanking. I did a panel with her in August. I'm blanking on you know Taya. her name. Yes. To yes. Carlo in California. She sent over the video, which I thought yep. was super slick. But I'm like a huge Compass brand lover. Like yep. I love. I'm loving. So you watched the video. Sent it to me. Yeah. Look, Zillow. Look, Zillow. Answer right now. Zillow. Lead. Ooh, hopefully, somebody on the team will answer that. <laughs> Should you answer that? Well, uh, we're on a. We're you want to show people on, on how <laughs> how it works? Let's answer. They this. probably Let's already have answered. Answer it. They've answer already. It. They've already one. answered. Press one. Sorry. See. Oh, you are so slow. Well, you, know, you could have had that one. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so this is something I think Compass is doing really well. I do think I heard of it earlier. Uh, nonetheless, they've announced it. They're in a partnership with Better.com and Freedom Mortgage. The new program allows consumers working with a Compass agent mm -hmm. to apply for a bridge loan that includes no out-of-pocket costs for six months. Right. So that catch line, no out-of-pocket costs for six months. That's a great shtick. It's a great offering that mm -hmm. nobody else is offering right now. Right. Maybe somebody else is, but nobody well, there's, a, a, there's... as large of a scale as Compass maybe. Yeah. And so what it is, it's a marketing tool like Zillow offers would be for Zillow Premier agents mm -hmm. to generate leads for Compass agents. Not right. everybody's going to fit into this program. No, Not I'm, there's probably I can't even imagine what the guidelines are because I'm I'm assuming you would have to be able to afford to keep your house and buy another one. And I don't right? think more than pick a number 5% of people are actually going to follow through and use it but they're going to click they're totally calling an option yes. and and give up email and phone number to see what it's all about yep. and that's another email that's another phone number now that's going into a compass agents database yep. that they can follow up on and see what they want to do whether it's buy sell or invest so yep. i think it's great it's fabulous good job compass we love you love you big, big uh, how do you do that big heart to my compass You don't piece. know how to make a heart with your hands? I don't, but don't even do, do it. it. You look silly. I want to see how it's Who done. Who makes a heart with their like hands? This? <laughs> like this? Who does that? How do you do it? Like this? Oh, with your fingers. Yeah. There you go. All right. I mean, I've got it that. down now. Oh, Lord. All right. Big heart, big up to Compass Marketeer of the Week. If you didn't see what we had to say about Compass last week, go check out episode 93. <laughs> I thought you were giving them this just to like... Just to let to it... Like a, like, I a, like a truce. No, this is, it's not a truce. I Listen... I think it's a great idea. I think um, the other one that, that Jason was talking about, their concierge program where they come in, not only do staging, but we'll do like a light reno. Yeah. I think that's really oh, smart. Oh, no. I think that they're doing a lot of things. I think if anything, they're just giving their agents a lot of tools in order for them to generate new business, which yeah. you have to you know, give any company willing to do that props. Absolutely. Because sure. they're all... 
saying we've got the tools and we know uh, far too many of them are just similar to one another. And right, so. right. And they've all been the same and done. And so I, th I think that they're doing some great things for yeah. their agents. So, all right. There it is. I got a coaching call. What do you got? Um, I got to finish my tea. You didn't get that Zillow call. I so. didn't get the Zillow call. All right, guys. Uh, have a great week. Keep it real. We'll see you next week. Thank you for Bye, guys. watching or listening.